Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 34 of Geek Out Nerd Rage. This is take two because I screwed up take one. And I'm, 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 I'm being transparent. I'm being transparent and saying this is take two, and I'm okay with it. Are there any numbers that are real tongue twisters now that I think about it? 600. Well, okay, I don't think we're going to get to episode 600. We might. Anytime soon. So. Uh, we'll, f- we'll figure it out when we get there then. Mm. But since they've talked, I guess I don't even have to introduce them. It's Josh and William. I thought you were a Josh. Me? <laughs> I do a terrible Josh. Mm, I do a terrible Josh pretending to be what you're saying. No. Actually, I do a great Josh <laughs> pretending to be what you're saying. No, I'm confused. You don't laugh I have no idea what's Josh. going on right now. You don't have the facial hair. That's also no, true. It's, I can't. All the hair's on top. It says on the chest. It's weird. Maybe that's the correlation. I'm not shaving my head. <laughs> I think Anne would be very unhappy with you. Infrequently enough that I could probably regrow hair enough to be like, yeah, I just got a buzz cut. <laughs> That's all it is. Yeah. It's just, you know, really, really short. Yeah, you know, that short buzz cut for the fall weather that's coming. <laughs> yeah. I just want to say it's actually a reasonable temperature in this room right now. It's yeah. not too shabby. Not it's fine. great. I'm wearing jeans. I'm, I'm still wearing shorts, but I'm super comfy. <laughs> okay. That really confused me. Like, I'm still wearing shorts. I'm like, did they usually come off? I, I no, no, he's just people. been wearing shorts for two weeks, and he's still wearing them. Yes, <laughs> it's it's what I do. And now you know too much about the recording process. Yeah. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. Anyway, hopefully you guys have had good weeks. William, I know you were off for the weekend. Yes. Well, I was sort of on duty if you count, like, traveling to see your significant other as, like... No, you were out of the out of town. Well, I know. You were on a mini vacation. That's on relationship duty. That's not that's not a duty at all. Are you going on vacation with your significant other? A, no, uh, actually, a actually, it's a lot of fun. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what did you actually get to do in Boston? Uh, or did you just hang out? What did you do? Did you leave? Yeah, this was apparently a trick question. I, no, I, I didn't I realize this. what I did. We, went, we actually went to Guardians one of the days. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. It's, it's number one in the box office. Yeah. It's, I up. think, now the number one movie for Marvel. Well, it is not the number one total, but it is the number one first release. Not oh, okay. Avengers yeah. as a first mm-hmm. release. Gotcha. Yeah. But, yeah, there were, there was, I was expecting it to be kind of empty, and there was... A fair number of people. At least a third of the, uh, of the theater was filled. So I have to go was, again. I haven't seen it a second well, time. It's probably almost done. Yeah, you might want to get... a. Uh, a viewing in soon. Yeah, and then we then we finished up Cosmos and Legend of Korra. So. I still haven't finished up Korra. Well, I need now to. I can watch it with you again. And they're well. I mean, the next season's coming out starting in October. Yeah. So get on that. Book four. Book yeah. Right. Which is. Watch Airbender. Yes, you should. You're welcome to come drink and watch Airbender with us. Maybe I'll actually do it because right now it's on my Netflix queue. I just. It's so good. There. Come push play with us. <laughs> there is now the uh, um, documentary uh, I Know That Voice on Netflix. I watched it actually. Isn't it so good? It's really good. It's I, so awesome. I was on call, so uh, what that means for me is I cover a lunch duty, so I have right. to like have the computer in front of me. I'm just like for half an hour waiting mm. for a call to come in, but they usually don't, which is awesome. Um, so, so, I was like, oh, I'll, I'll watch something random on Netflix. And since I was by myself, I saw that and I was like, hey, my wife will never watch this. I will watch it by myself. And it, was no, it was so good. And the reason that I thought of that is mm-hmm. D. Bradley Baker, right. 
who is the voice. He, he does Appa, Momo, all the other animals. He is in that, and, and you like see him doing the voices of these creatures, and you're like, oh my god, you're a freak of nature. <laughs> but amazing. Yeah. Or the TV making process and all that. Yeah. So the voiceover acting, that's one thing that you usually don't get that much insight say, onto. As a sound guy, I'm sure that yeah, does, it just made awesome. your day. It was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. And if you haven't checked it out, it's on Netflix. Do so. You'll really you'll get a kick it's out of it. It's a long documentary, too. It it's like an hour and a half. Yeah, you might have to pause it. It, it. it does. There are a couple points where it drags a little bit. But I think it's know. like two hours or something. Yeah. yeah. Is it that long? It really is. I own it, so I don't know. But yeah, but I enjoyed it a lot, mm-hmm. and it's what we went and saw when we were at New York Comic Con last year, That's true. a year not, ago not the almost. Itself, uh, yeah. part of it. Yeah, well, we saw a sneak peek. We saw like the first ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was being aired there. It was really cool. So we had a good, we had a good time with that. Yeah, exactly. And then Josh, you were in Ohio. Yes, I went back to my local town's fair. They, Town's Fair. They have a yearly fair. It's called the World's Fair because pretty much everyone around that area comes back home for it. Yeah. Oh, that's it's cool. Weird. Like it's it's almost like a reunion for the whole town. I mean, our old hometown that is to say we used to be from Worcester and now we're from Hudson. So you were born in Worcester. I was born in Worcester, so that's where we mm-hmm. first started. Has its own county fair. Yeah. Um, so well, I, they are they are the county seat for Wayne County, Ohio. Yeah, so, so they have the county Wayne fair. County Fair. So, so this is the interesting. It's not. Right. It's on Main Street of my hometown. So it's not like at a, you know, a fair. Fairgrounds. So it's relatively, these are supposed to be small little events. Sure. Right. For some reason, the Belleville Fair is just pretty big for the small town. So that's awesome. That is cool. But that, so you're back home for that? Yep, pretty much that's it. We just went back home for the weekend. For back home for the weekend. Teachers. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Teachers were there, and friends and family. All the huge, <laughs> the as they say, and I, I don't know. I basically have been spending my time. You stream for like three days straight, is what I've been saying. Yeah, pretty much. I was getting emails. I'm like, oh, really getting into this. 11 a.m. I, I am. It's fun. I'm having a really great time with it, and I'm finding games that I can play through, mm-hmm. not necessarily do speed runs of, which is. It might come later. I mean, it might. I've been looking at Shovel Knight and mm-hmm. practicing things with that, which is fun. I think that's um, what one game. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of what's cool and unique is because like I know a lot of streamers and they're all like they have their niche. There's like the Hearthstone guys. There's the, right. the League guys and the Dota guys. Mm-hmm. There's all these niches but having someone who just plays games. Yeah. Although, although playing one game is I think that's a really it's an easier way to carve out. It's a good way to build a fan base yeah. because it's people are like oh you're playing this one game right. and I've actually been seeing that because recently for like the past week or so, I've been playing through the Half-Life 2 series, basically. So I, I started out with Half-Life 2, then I went with Half-Life 2 Episode 1, and now I'm finishing up Half-Life 2 Episode 2. Um, and I've gone in the past week and a half, roughly. I, I'm We were talking about it last week. I was at 20-something subscribers. Yeah, we were talking about your 30. Yeah. The milestone. Oh, right. Yeah, right. And within a week, I'm now at, I'm at 47. So yeah, well, I, I, to be fair, I did give it away. Yeah, well, no, no, but, okay. but, but here is the reasoning behind it. There was a good reason for it. Um, there are a couple of people who are, have been really, really supportive 
of yeah. me in the streaming that I've been doing and trying to help build my audience. Um, one of them is actually somebody that I'm potentially going to room with at AGDQ, oh, cool. which is going to be fun. Um, a guy named Jerkrow or Jer, really nice guy. Um, He's not a jerk. He is not a jerk. Used to. He's a nice dude. Um, and he, had, while I was streaming uh, one day last week, he had a mini raid, which is where he'll send his viewers into my chat with a message and just kind of spam my chat. It's actually a really cool thing that I've seen a lot of uh, smaller Twitch channels do, or even yeah. larger ones. Yeah, even larger ones. I know that's how I actually found a couple of people was through raids. Um, Ray from Rooster Teeth did one, and that's how I found a couple of streamers that I've really grown to really enjoy. Yeah. Um, and so I got to... I, I jerk row sent a raid in and that was nice. It wasn't huge, but I got, you know, I had some people that were following. It was really cool. And then later on in that same stream, I had a stream um, by another friend of mine, um, a streamer named Kung Fu Fruit Cup, or we just call her Kung Fu. Um, she is a slightly bigger one. She usually will have 80 to 100 people watching her stream at any given time. She raided my channel as well. And that that's where the big explosion in followers really happened. Um, and so I hit, I easily hit the 30 mark at that point. Um, and because there were so many people there, I decided, you know what, this is when I'll just do that giveaway. And I did, and it was a lot of fun. And I don't know what's actually going to happen with it because the giveaway, the guy who won it, I've contacted them, but then they've reached back and like, Oh, Hey, yeah, I, I totally can do it. And I was like, okay, send me your information about the rooster teeth stuff. Because what I was doing was giving away the three-month membership or sponsorship, and I've still not heard anything back, and it's been like a week. Well, give them one more week, and then uh, do that's, the uh, That's pretty much what I was anticipating. I was going to send them a message and be like, hey, dude, you know, what, what's, what gives? Um, do you want this or not? And then go from there. But that's been my week, streaming, having fun, and then not sleeping tonight because I have to be up late tomorrow. Yeah, fun stuff at the fruit stand. It's going to be a good time. No, I do not sell bananas, but there is always money in the banana stand. And with that, let's talk about something that's not bananas at all. Wait, no, no, I got it. This shit is bananas. B a n a n a s. B a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n a n this shit is crazy. I don't know. This is, this is pretty reasonable. This is science. All right, That's fine. <laughs> Bring science into it. Yeah, I will. Ruin my day. Yeah, Ruin my day. day. Which science thing are you talking about? All right. All right. Well, <laughs> two science things. Okay. Science thing number one. Science thing number one. Is science thing the first. <laughs> old, old science. Old or science. rather new science on old science. Mmm. Mm. So Stonehenge. It's yeah. old. It, it <laughs> it's made of stone. It's a, it's, it? it's a henge. Yes. What the fuck's a henge? I think a henge is identified as just like the series of standing stones arranged in a specific pattern. I make henges with sugar packets all the time in my house at restaurants. At like 3 a.m. You're that guy. You're weird. Okay. Stonehenge. There's actually a picture of me stacking salt and pepper shakers. Matching salt and pepper shakers? I Okay, anyway, so Stonehenge. Because IHOP. Because uh, <laughs> IHOP. What else do you get at my house? Nothing. There you go. <laughs> Snickers. 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 Snickers.
You're not yourself. Stonehenge. <laughs> All right, so Stonehenge. Basically, there's the, I guess, standing knowledge. What, what do I call it? Common knowledge of yeah. Stonehenge that it's, it's an old place. It's a lot of stones. It was supposedly used maybe for, like, astronomy. And there's a lot of theories, but no one seems to know. For sure. They think that... Yeah. Uh, old, what are they called? Mystics. Druids. Druids. Thank you. That was the phrase that I was looking for. Druids used it as like a ritual site. Yeah, but be, because the circles and the arrangement of the stones matches up very well with alignments of stars and things, yeah, it, it, it's, I, I think, pretty well theorized that it was a ritual spot. But that's, and then there's some theories about how they may have put the stones there and got them there. Those are which is also cool. Yeah. That, this is This is not about about that. Oh, I was really excited. I was like, I thought that they had come up with stuff about how they made the damn thing. They pretty much figured it out. This one dude, this guy, as an assignment, has figured out how to do it. Like, one guy doing it can set up a stone. Really? Yeah, and it's insane. That's impressive. All he does is pretty much use, like, momentum and... Of the the stone itself, like, rocking back and forth and, like, slowly putting sticks underneath... Oh, side. interesting. So then he like rocks it and puts a stick underneath and rocks it back the other way, puts a stick underneath. So it like slowly raises it up and then like takes about one side and then just like tilts over. It's it's crazy. That's cool. All right. No, yeah, he does it. Seems pretty solid. He like does it in his backyard with like giant stones. Cool. All right. So no, this is about um, basically the idea of how isolated Stonehenge was when it was built and you know the time around. Basically, what people used it for and what people did around it so when you think of a druid mystics astronomy rituals you think you know way out in the middle of nowhere secluded like nothing going on yeah nothing going on you think robes i think of ritualistic bearded robes sure sure we'll go with it don't get eliminated Yeah. I wear Adidas. 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 Um, but yeah, no, so you think secluded, private, what, you know, that like a laboratory kind of thing. It turns out... <laughs> laboratory. So it turns out that using ground-penetrating radar and 3D laser scanners, which, I don't know, they both sound really cool. I, I, I know basically how the radar works. It's, I mean, well, it's just radar that can... Instead of bouncing off... Wait, wait, wait. So it's radar that can penetrate the ground. Yeah, so instead of... Float, yeah. I mean, normally it would bounce off the surface. No, 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 I got it. But it seemed pretty self-explanatory in the name. I saw Jurassic Park. I, I remember this. Yeah, there you go. That's my only reference for ground-penetrating radar. They're bringing that back, too. Yeah, I'm excited. Chris Pratt's going to be in it. Yeah. We know. I'm excited for it, even if he wasn't in it. Swoon. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nerd. You heard it. We knew this. Okay, so... Yeah, and basically what they found is in the hills... In the the hills? No. uh, Under under the stones and in a really large area, something like 12 square kilometers, which I'm told... That's large. Something like 1,250 football fields, although it was not specified whether it's football or football americano. (laughs) Okay. Usually when they have to tell you how big something is, it's yeah. football American, but they figure the Americans are the ones that are stupid. They're the ones that, yeah, yeah they're, they're so, dumb, yeah, okay. We would assume it's our football pitches, but, you know, 1,250 football fields, which is... Big. Big. Um, and in this area, they've found 
settlement type buildings you know wooden structures stone like basically just a layer of older stuff that they wouldn't that they weren't really expecting to see so basically they found towns surrounding Stonehenge yeah there's kind of a town settlement well there was there was one that was several miles to the northeast and you know they thought that was that was it there's a wall that had been found and you know they thought that was the extent of it well around Stonehenge as well and I only know this because we've been there and saw it is Woodhenge yeah which I don't know if that was created at the time or whatever it was yeah. Is that it? Yeah, no, okay. And that was the idea is that people just thought that Stonehenge was there and then things came later. But as it turns out, there was actually some settlements going on, you know, almost concurrent with Stonehenge itself. Interesting. And then it, it seemed to be that people kind of went away and then agriculture came back to the area. It was it's it was very interesting that in that, you know, people sort of used the area differently as time went on and it wasn't just this weird spooky spooky places where the crazy druids went off to where you'd send scooby-doo and shaggy to go solve a mystery for their secret clubhouse basically right i don't know i just i like the idea of discovering that even things that you know had earlier been people thought they'd figured it out you know, going back, right. using new methods and figuring it out. And it, it just goes, because, I don't know, using the real scientific method of science, like, makes me happy. Yeah, it's um, the whole idea that you test a theory and you test it and retest it, and right. then when it, new it stuff comes out, you test, test it again. It. And, it, yeah, so, I don't know. And, and it's, I, I just like finding stuff out about this kind of stuff. Yeah, it's fun. Well, and that's what I mean. It's kind of like the Easter Island heads, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And how there are actual bodies underneath. it's like, hey, just dig eight feet down and... We'll eat the bones. And there you go. They're not just heads. It's an entire person. Yeah, and it's like, you know, where else could you use these techniques? Because it it seems... It's relatively inexpensive. You know, instead of having to excavate all of the dirt, you know, as in a regular archaeological dig, you can just basically take an ATV or something and drag your radar behind you and just sort of like trundle <laughs> over it. I, I just imagine they're they're dragging Michael Winslow behind the truck going boop, brr, boop, brr. <laughs> <laughs> Or that. that <laughs> he's, he's in his own little cart and he's just kind of shouting at the ground. <laughs> the tape recorder. <laughs> and locating people. Yes, but I just, I like the idea of Michael Winslow. Yeah, blind people who are, yeah, just making shout, shouting at the ground and being like, "Where am I?" Hey! You're in London, motherfucker. <laughs> no, no, no. You're, You're on Twelfth Street. <laughs> Go in London, sir. <laughs> Where am I, dude? You done fucked up. And a partridge in a pear tree. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so let's now go jumping forward and discovering new stuff. Yeah, so this is a kind of nuclear, nuclear, 
You you said it. You you. I mean, I'm. What? You're overanalyzing. I always say it and then I go, "Am I saying it right?" Say it and move on. Because then I just have a nuclear. No, it's not. You're not saying nuclear. Nuclear. Anyway. Nuclear batteries. So. Nuclear. This is not a concept that is new. Fallout. Well, the the Fallout series. Yeah. They have nuclear batteries. It's true. Um, and that's why it's wonderful. Nuclear power and making batteries from it is not a new concept. It, people, most people think of nuclear reactors, but you can actually... It, it's just using radiation from isotopes to convert into energy and power a device. Yeah. That's... That's a lot of fancy talk. I mean, do you want me to go into radioactive decay? No. I didn't think so. Right. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. It gives off stuff, and the stuff is what we use to power other stuff. Exactly. Exactly. This and is don't touch stuff because it's not. Then all of a sudden you <laughs> grow more stuff. You don't touch the stuff. The stuff touches you. <laughs> and then you. And then you grow more stuff. <laughs> Which identifies very easily where the stuff touched you. <laughs> So, not funny. no, <laughs> anyway. So, basically, what this is, it's an innovation on, on that theme. There are some researchers at the University of Missouri who have figured out that using a what is called a liquid semiconductor, and I'm going to explain that one a semiconductor that is a liquid, that is a, a, well, it's gonna, a se- semiconductor is basically. <laughs> Something that shunts a little bit, bit of the energy. It, it, it's like a heat sink, kind of. Okay. Or it energy. dissipates energy a bit for you. Yeah, it, it lets you collect the energy and utilize it more efficiently. Mm-hmm. With a solid semiconductor, the radiation can actually damage it, mm-hmm. and that degrades the entire process, making it less efficient. With a liquid semiconductor, there's nothing to damage, really. Um, so it makes the process more efficient, and in fact, they figured out how to make the entire thing smaller. Okay. So they were showing off these penny-sized nuclear batteries, which is... That's pretty crazy. I mean, it's and it's not going to be powering cars or anything like that. It's it's for very small devices. Well, think about this. It could be like a uh, watch. Well, that's the thing is nuclear batteries actually do power some very tiny devices already, like pacemakers. um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are often nuclear powered, but making them more efficient will make them safer. And there's one thing that's really cool: they are they're more durable. Like they're harder to freeze because it's a liquid. It's a water right. solution mm-hmm. um, instead of being some really weird solution solid liquid. Yeah. So being water based, it's cheaper. It's more durable. Um, you can use it for more devices, I think, because it's. I, I guess it's less dangerous than other materials. Uh, they were saying they might be able to package properly for spaceships, and I was thinking you could maybe pair it with that weird microwave emitter thing, the the, the propulsion device. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got you um, now. I was like, so what the hell is he talking about? Really light. Hot yeah. pocket. <laughs> <laughs> space pocket so you'd be able to like power this 
this propulsion device with a very small, light, efficient battery. Yeah. But yeah, so it, it's just, it. I, I like, it's one of those things where it seems to have a lot of different applications that makes me excited. It, it has a lot of potential in terms of being something that can be very useful yeah. for science and exactly. for engineering in the future. I was going to say, yeah, more efficient power sources are always better because... More is better. I mean, the more you can keep power cool, basically, mm-hmm. um, and I don't... Computers are a great example of this. There's, like, you can... You yeah, can when you can... ...of efficiency, and it's... I don't know. I'm, I'm happy about efficient power because maybe it means we won't destroy kill ourselves and <laughs> and everything around us yeah, um, and, in like seven years. Yeah, and well, maybe not that soon. But that it, it was an exaggeration. And, and bringing nuclear power, I think, more into vogue. And I guess, uh, I guess if if they're the idea is that they're showing that it's safer well, that's and that it's not going to you know irradiate your body and exactly, kill you. Exactly. Yeah. Is we don't have to just go wind, hydroelectric, solar, renewable energy sources. We can do nuclear in a way that is good. It could be a mix up. Yeah. I think that is the solution that is really going to take us forward, is a mixed solution of hydro, solar, wind, and and nuclear. Yeah. You know, I think that's really going to be what saves or propels, that's the word. That's what really propels us forward from this point. So that'll be really fun to keep track of. It it will not be the energy drink. Yeah. Well, yeah. All right. This is not in any way an endorsement for Propel. I was ignoring that. It was around the same thing as vitamin water. So we were talking about space earlier. Yeah, we were, weren't we? Yeah, let's talk about space some more. Let's talk about space some more. Did you guys see the NASA announcement? I probably saw it and have since forgotten. So continue. Education. NASA came out with a press release saying, hey, guess what? For the first time ever in history, we're going to have private companies launch. They're going to help us. Us into space. I like to think that. <laughs> we did done fucked up the first time around. Way, way back in the 1980s. <laughs> Secret government employees. Wait, what? That's a, mm. it's the model. It's the model S. You're right. I wasn't. So what? What this means is that uh, they. We knew that these companies, private companies, were making spacecrafts and were trying to bid essentially for this right. To start to working with NASA to launch people onto you got to fight for your right to party. They, they did. They are fighting. It's true. They're yeah. in a bid war. Well, they were, but now they're not. But having a bid war for your right to party does not sound as good. No, this is a bid war for the right to take you to space. I had to. Is bid war for your right to party? Like lower down, blue collar. Maybe they're the ones fighting. I don't know where this is going. I don't either. So, okay, space. Okay. Space company. White folks don't fight. Except for dwarves, which are... No, they send other people. <laughs> Regardless. Uh, so, no, Boeing and SpaceX. Oh, okay. I'm not surprised that it's Boeing. Well, no. Which, I mean, Boeing has a crap ton of money, 
Boeing has a crap ton of money and a lot of really amazing engineers. And they build things that fly uh, really well. Also, for the most part, yeah, they had Bill Nye. They had Bill Nye, yes. And they worked with the government before. And they are way into government contracts. So yeah. And SpaceX is kind of cool because SpaceX is this like it's SpaceX company, and they're a little bit edgier as far as like what they come up with. They, they have like X them. in the name. Exactly. That's yes. how you know they're edgy. They've got energy. Or wait, extreme? Maybe. Sure. Oh, I I did see something about SpaceX unrelated to this. Some folks like wrote a custom deep uh, filter codec mm-hmm. for corrupted video so that they could recover the log from the SpaceX launch really? to, pr- to prove that it landed successfully. So they essentially <laughs> came up with a whole new codex yeah, uh, yeah, decryption. Yeah. Well, that decryption, I guess, but yeah. And it wasn't SpaceX. It was just some people. Basic, wow. Like, the, it, it was crowdsourced codec decryption. It was like, okay, so they've also got the, the, the people. The, the will of the people have spoken. Yeah. And SpaceX is the name of whatever. And SpaceX was his name. <laughs> um, yeah. was just to uh, kind of like voice it towards it, like <laughs> Boeing's craft that they're going to be using is called the CST-100. That, that, that's Boeing. a catchy name. Yeah, right? That's Boeing for you. <laughs> yeah. That's what SpaceX is called. Uh, the Rocket Flame Torch. Crew Dragon. That's awesome. All right. Well, you started with crew, and this is like that one meme where it's the Family Guy thing where Lois is like... Crew? Crew. Pan to the Dragon audience. Dragon. <laughs> yeah. Crew Dragon spacecraft. That's what they are going to be using. That's badass. People into space. That is a just win. Dragon that just like breathes fire and makes <laughs> the crew land on the bridge. Just imagine the astronauts being like, which one are you going up on? It's CST-100. Uh, what? What are you? Dude, I'm on the dragon. I'm on the dragon. I get to ride the dragon. <laughs> to the space station. So the the plan is is by uh, 2017 that we're going to be using dragon. these to launch people to the space station. So for all intents and purposes, that's almost that's like basically two years away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. These that's crazy. These crafts are already developed. I mean, they just pretty much have to go through the final. Rigors of making sure they're safe. It's the final character. The very final stage for for something is two years. Because when you think of like, I mean, I'm sure they've been doing it. I was about to say, I feel like that's what I mean, like that that final QA basically. Mm. Because I'm thinking about it in sort of software design. Uh, Like if you think about it in you know in other industries, two years is Mm -hmm. is forever. So or two years is nothing. Or two years, well, that, yeah, I guess we're building like giant thing. But this is true, depending on where you are. I'm actually surprised it's that quick. No, well, I'm surprised they, that they're that far along. I guess they're yeah. Really yeah. So the other cool thing about this was NASA's other announcement was pretty much that since we're not going to be spending the money to launch these people in space sure. or the resources or all that kind of stuff, yeah. we're going to be using that on other things like planning a manned mission to Mars. So they're actually planning that. They yeah they they come but out in this press release. Press release and pretty much say that we're working on trying to figure out the timetable for this, what needs to happen, setting like you know the goals. Like, we have to plant stuff in space first, we have to, like, you know, for that yeah. kind of stuff. Like, kind of the, the roadmap. It's, getting it's people the one way mission, basically. Though. No, no, oh, no, no, this, this is, is the this is the round trip. If oh, they do shit. it, they're going to do round trip. I mean, that's why I don't think you can get away with a one way. It has to be like, a well, trip. so what's, what's the difference between NASA doing? A two-way. Well, why can why can't they do a one-way where SpaceX 
Well, but it's a it's a government body. Well, that and NASA is waiting. There's pretty much trying to develop the technology so they can do a two way. I see. Whereas okay. SpaceX is like, hey, we can do it now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that makes you know sense. what I mean. Yeah. Like we could yeah. like pretty much do it. Yeah. Why not? So NASA's more like we have to figure out how to sustain life in space and all this other stuff first. I feel like SpaceX is just, you know, that close to being black market under the table. Like, the only reason why we know about them is because they're allowed to show up on radar. <laughs> Pretty much. They kind of have um, to. Yeah. Their contract is for $2.6 billion. Uh, Boeing's contract is for $4.2 billion. That's because Boeing is more established and I more accepted, I feel. doing more than just, like, yeah. they're yeah. trying to more robust spaces it's just like hey we have a space ship that can do this let's yeah. let's, <laughs> let's talk friends there's less overhead for the smaller company i would think yeah yeah i i mean i think that it'll be really fun to watch no it's, it's pretty spectacular it, to think it's, that it's going to be people on spaceships that wasn't made by a government i mean yeah first time that a non-government spaceship is flying people to I was gonna say, yeah, we've had we've had payloads delivered by yeah, right. These both these companies yeah. right now are actually right. doing payloads to the ISS. Yeah, but not people, so that's very cool. Exactly. So it's pretty cool. It's a lot more. I mean, when you first say it, doesn't seem like yeah, big deal, but it really will free up a lot of resources for NASA. Yeah. And they don't have a lot of resources to yeah. spare yeah. right now. So this could be awesome for them because now they can actually focus on doing other cool stuff besides mm-hmm. just the. You know, running the regular like, like building a hoverboard. Yes. <laughs> Where's my hoverboard? Damn it. We've got time. All right. Technically. So Some. moving away from sciencey space stuff into my favorite kind of subject is comic books and movies. Wait, wait, really? Uh, no, no, no. I, I, actually, I think he prefers rainbows and unicorns. Don't make me start talking about Hearthstone. I will. Uh, this is fair. Uh, I can do a whole segment on the new cards getting changed. Nerf. Leroy Jenkins. Oh, is it? I didn't know this. Yeah, it's going to be six mana now. Oh, seriously, that no, sucks. Five mana. I'm sorry. It's going up by one mana. That still sucks. And then uh, Starving Buzzard is going up to five mana as well. Ooh, didn't they really? Buzzard before? No. no. They nerfed uh, at least the Hound, which is what which is the usually is paid or right. played with. Anyway, buzzard. let's talk about. Anyway, the wait, two to so, five. Doctor Strange. Two to five. That's ridiculous. Because it's going to go up in stats as well. Oh, okay. Go on. It's Doctor Strange, we know it was going to happen, but we weren't sure about like timetable and other stuff. It finally got a release year. It's going to be coming in the summer of 2016. That's pretty that's cool. That's actually better than a year. That's, a, that's like a quarter. Yeah. I, like, <laughs> whenever I hear the, the name Doctor Strange, I always think Doctor Strange Love. Always. Yeah, without Strange fail. Love. love. Yeah, without fail. Doctor always Strange happens. I'm kind of excited for this. What details do we have around, besides the actual date? Do we have an actor? So, so, no, so we do not have a cast yet. We don't have a director yet. We just know that the movie is slated is for summer 2016. And Marvel does this, where it's just like, you think like, hey, that's not a lot of time. But then suddenly they, they, they have a whole freaking movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, they've figured out how to get this shit done. They know what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, Try to make sure I don't see anything else about it, but you know. Pretty positive because we don't know really anything. Oh, we know Scott uh, Derrickson is directing it. What's he done? Uh, is this another one of those small guys? Pretty much. I can't think of anything. 
Like, and there's, like, rumors of actors like, that might be in it. Like, uh, Joaquin Phoenix might be. Oh, that'd be uh, fun. I like Joaquin. I like um, The Rock was confirmed to be Black Adam for the Shazam movie. I, I approve of that more than him being. Yes, I think Rock yeah, being Black Adam is a lot better than. Yeah. Watching, his, watching him tweet about it was really fun because he was super excited about that being it. being said, who did they cast for Shazam? Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> Who is big and beefy and I don't know, no. sufficiently um, who, who is the actor who played um Bane? Oh, oh. Hardy? Hardy Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy, Hardy. yeah. Yeah, that would be weird to see him play another superhero character. Yeah, that would be. I mean, I'm sure he's allowed to. Oh, and by the way, the director I mentioned, he does porn movies. Yeah, that's what I was asking. Why? Sinister. He did. He did the exorcism of Emily Rose. Okay. So movies that I haven't watched. Deliver us from evil. I mean, Strange is. Ooh, I got one. Nathan Fillion. Actually, what's what's it? No, but he has like the the like I am a. What's his name? Superman. What's his face? Current Superman. Uh, I don't know. I I don't care. Yeah, but he's got the right he's got the right jaw and hair. Yeah, but he's not gonna be Superman and. No, he's not. I was just saying if he wasn't Superman. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, that's what I'm saying. I'm more concerned about Strange because I think Strange is a cool character. Shazam to me is a. What about Bruce Campbell? For Doctor Strange. As Doctor Strange, okay. <laughs> <laughs> naming old ass people to be. No, no, no. But but as as Doctor Strange. Yeah. Uh, no. Really, you don't like it? Uh, no, because I always think of Strange as being tall and lanky, like kind of like. No, it's true. I suppose. He's got that, um, he's got that old but, school but, Ra's al Ghul kind of thing. Okay, but I think um, I think that Campbell has that kind of quirky, like I'm kind of crazy aspect to him, which I think Doctor Strange has a ton. I agree. I agree with that, but he doesn't have the right voice. Yeah, you're not doing well. No, I'm not. You want to mention a Magneto? Magneto guy? He's too old. You have to stop thinking about superhero people. Magneto's not a superhero. He's a supervillain. People who are in superhero movies. All right, fine. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the things I like. (laughs) But yes, I'm just excited because it actually has a release date, and Marvel is just pumping out these superhero movies and they're announcing them left and right it seems like yeah well that's because the studios that own Marvel or is Marvel their own thing entirely Marvel is owned by Disney that's what I thought I think and Disney's like I am gonna run this cash crow crow uh, cow like crows, so I think yeah cash crow cash crow no, but the thing is that they're not screwing it up yet which don't good. you shut your mouth and you shut it now I'm sorry but come on there's wood right there knock on it Thank you. I was waiting for someone to knock back and freak out. You're like, and episode's over. And oh, shit! <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's my two topics. I just wanted to make sure everyone knows that this is actually happening. It's happening! Yeah, I'm excited, and I will watch it. It would be really cool. It's a shame Spider-Man isn't good in the same universe. I mean, really? Good. Or be- well, movie universe, yes. Because Spider-Man and Strange had intersections that I really liked. 
Yeah, um, yeah. I, same thing with the Fantastic Four. I think Fantastic Four would be perfect for yeah. Uh, well, intersections yeah. with that. I, w- I would love to see this tied into the bigger universe in a really well done manner. But who knows what the future will hold? The only thing I like about all this is the fact that since they don't have these bigger properties like Spider Man and like mm-hmm. Fantastic Four, that they are required to pull from the well, so to speak, and yeah. come out with these movies like Guardians of the Galaxy, where you're just like. That would have never say. been made before. Like, but, uh, they but, but it was well, awesome. So I'm glad yeah. that they're do- yeah, I'm glad that they're not making things just to hold on to IPs. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, like do- super or not Superman, but Spider-Man. like Spider-Man. Yeah, we're making a movie because we have to. Mm. Same way with Fantastic Four. Right. Yeah. Sad face. But so yeah, it's it'll be cool to see where this goes moving forward. Exactly. Well, I'm going to talk about something that's making a resurgence. That was the pun. (laughs) I'm talking about Surge. The wonderful energy drink is making a resurge. I did. Somewhat. When I was at... When I went to a couple of things at the College of Worcester, that's what they served in the cafeteria. Is they served... Yeah, yeah, it was well, Surge. It's, it's like, have this selection of sodas. And sodas it, was, it was a Coke yes. product. Yeah, and at the time, Coke was, uh, this was mid-90s, like 96 is when they introduced Surge. Surge was the Coke answer to Mountain Dew. Yes. It was their attempt at creating that kind of citrusy, yellow, high-energy drink that was going to... It's probably nuclear waste. Yeah. It, it's kind of greenish yellow and will appeal to the extreme sports community and gamers and say, all these it people. It was the first bid for the gamer crowd like that I can really recall. Right. So it was, as I said, it started in 96 and its last can slash bottle was sold officially in 2001. Oh, it went the collection that value is going to plummet. Oh no! Right. Oh shit! <laughs> right. Exactly. It's not like they went bad. And according to listserve.com, they did a survey of the top ten discontinued uh, sodas or pops or whatever you want to call it. Soda pop. Soda pop. Uh, and and Surge came in at number seven. Really? Also on there, Hubba Bubba Soda. I don't know. I didn't even know it existed. I don't even know. I don't know what made... I don't know. I didn't look. I didn't want to. I'm kind of scared, and Josh is looking for us as we speak. No, actually, I was looking up Jolt, because I can't remember if Jolt he made Jolt was around the same time. Yeah, I was... Jolt. Jolt was another one. So, apparently, though, this was back in 2011. A Facebook group was founded that was called The Surge Movement. Where the entire idea was they were getting together to try and get Coke to bring Surge back because they really love it. They're like, oh, my God, it's this amazing thing. We want to have it again. And not realizing that their teeth probably were happier without it. Well, yes, uh, exactly. Uh, I remember you telling me about a kid who drank two cans of Surge for, like, breakfast in the morning. Yeah, pretty much. Like but, I, I mean, I guess it was successful because, obviously, it's coming back. But I don't – I never encountered this movement. Right. So – this was something that has been going on for a couple of years, and they did a whole lot of things like selling T-shirts with their slogan to bring it back and crowdfunding, and they raised $4,000 to buy a billboard in Atlanta outside of the Coca-Cola factory, the, the Coca-Cola headquarters there, and it said, Dear Coke, 
we couldn't buy Surge, so we bought this billboard instead. <laughs> and so... Uh, people <laughs> with wow. free time equal to their desire for large amounts of sugar. And money to spend on this. Actually, $4,000, that's... Pretty much pocket change when you think about crowdsourcing. Right, but nowadays, it is. nowadays but still, still like four thousand dollars for a billboard outside the Coke HQ. Yeah, come on. Pretty cool. I the head of this movement was probably ecstatic. Right. So Coke has because because this has actually happened. Coke has been like, all right, you know what? We're gonna do it. We're bringing Surge back. We've got the formula. It's literally been sitting there for years. So this is actually at a really good time for them because other pop has been on the decline in terms of its popularity, how much it's being consumed. Mountain Dew is the fourth most consumed pop out there right now. It's declining. Disconnected from soda at this point. Like, right. I, I try not to drink it really. Yeah, so, I, I've yeah, been I, I've been cutting back. I so hardly ever have pop. Um, but it's just. Yeah, well, that's. I don't do Red Bull hardly at all either. We we got a, a case last week because my work started to slide with Red Bull. Oh really? That's so bad. My energy is declining, so I've been. I don't know. Anyway, they're making it come back, and a lot of people are really excited about it. And I have mixed feelings just because, as we were just saying, we've been cutting back mm-hmm. on it, so I'm trying to not consume that. But at the same time, my nostalgia is like, I kind of want to do it. Your I have two things to add to this conversation. One, oh, Jesus. I had a trunk full of Surge in high school. Why? Because he was that guy. No, I assume you sold it to people on campus. No, it was high school, so all we did was kind of, I just opened up the trunk like, hey, you want Surge? Uh, okay. <laughs> like when we're hanging see, out. See, I would be that guy selling it out of my locker or something. Well, what happened was we had a school function, something like that, mm-hmm. and they had oh, all this pop, right. and it was over, and all the surge was left. Like, not all of it, but they, they bought a lot of surge. So they're like, hey. Do you want it? Pretty much. I don't know how it happened or if I snuck it, but it was for the students, and I was a student, so I took all the surge. There you go. actually did get consumed by other students, students, so it's really just repurposing the timetable. But now imagine the surge is just sitting in my trunk for like a couple weeks. It must have just been explosions every time you open No, actually it wasn't, but it it was probably flat as hell by the time. I don't remember. No, it stays carbonated. You must have had the smoothest, like, flattest suspension ever. It didn't drive that much. There's the answer. Other thing I have to add to this is the fact that it was being sold on Amazon. Right. It is sold out. Yep. It is now being sold by third parties, and the cheapest. Oh dear God! Is two hundred and forty-four dollars. What? That's right now. At right now for twelve cans of surge. I really hope that people continue buying these products. So that's insane. Concern about the inflation, or not inflation, but the, the dropping out of the well, that's, bubble. that's because the supply hasn't gone and up. And the yet. demand has gone up because everyone's talking about surge now. Right, exactly. So there are people who don't realize that it's about, well, people who can't do math. Well, no, th- what they're saying is the initial supply of surge has basically sold through because Coke was selling it through Amazon. Right, okay, there you go. Yeah, they had, they had, they had their, yeah. uh, their warehouses or whatever with Surge in them. So do we know if they're going to make more? I don't know, yeah. It's over now. Oh, I, I, I understand. Okay. Yeah, I, it, as far as I know, it was an initial limited run, but the fact that it's been the successful, Coke has to Coke capitalize on it. $244 case. I realize they can't sell it at that. No. At the same time, if demand drives it, 
that. Right. People, mm, they can do well, and this kind of folds into the next topic that I was going to talk about, and that is that um, a streamer that William and I are both really big fans of, a uh, streamer by the, who goes by Fire Dragon 764 or Fi-Fi. Mm. Um, Fire Dragon 764 is a little bit worse. Yeah, so, so everyone calls him Fi-Fi. Yeah. Um, really, really... Yeah, exactly. Um, really, really cheerful guy. Really, really nice. Um, and for a while, for the past couple of years, was a student at the University of Connecticut. But as of last week, he's actually dropped out and has decided that he's going to focus full time on trying to stream and being a speedrunner on Twitch. Though he's not out of the college game entirely. Right. He's doing a sort of hiatus. Well, no, he's doing like a, a local school oh, okay. commuting internet classes. He's still pursuing a degree just not at the same level that he was he's not going full-time school part-time streaming he's going part-time school full-time stream but he does recognize the merit of an education yes. as back as do his parents as do his parents so I, I think he agrees with his parents yeah he, and he just wasn't feeling school happy uh, yeah So he has right now roughly twenty eight thousand followers on there, and followers are not subscribers. But right, there are people who are alerted every time you start streaming. So every time he hits the stream button, twenty eight thousand people get an email saying, "Hey." If they have it enabled. Right, you know, roughly. Or a message on their smartphone like I did, where he was like, "Hey, there's a stream." I'm like, "Yeah." Yeah, exactly. Um, so he. Because of his time that he was taking from school, he was trying to figure out everything, basically. He had taken a lot of time off, and yesterday was his first stream really back, yeah. mm. which was really cool. It was great to see him. It was great to see the chat that is a part of it or his, the community that kind of formed around his stuff, and William is making shadow bunnies. <laughs> Why? Because there's the shadows. Sometimes you just got to make shadow bunnies, dude. All right. The community that was around his stream is still there. It was really incredible that even though he had taken basically a month off and hadn't streamed a single day and hadn't done anything with Twitch, he was still someone that everyone wanted to come back and watch and actually see. And it, it while people did stop subscribing to him and stop following him, it, it didn't seem like it dropped that much with his time off. And I'm sure it'll pick him right back up. Yeah, it and seem to be, yeah. he's picking right back off where he left off, which is really awesome. And I was super excited to see him back because he's... And, and honestly, just cheerful and really positive individual. Mm -hmm. And that's what kept me coming back to his chat. And it's actually one of the people that I really kind of like to emulate in terms of what I try to do. And when I stream is just be interactive with the people that are actually watching and are trying to talk with you because that's, you know, that's half the fun. Yeah, exactly. It, it's just being that. You don't want the interaction. Exactly. Um, but after he finished up with his kind of big speed run practice that he was going through, he's a Super Mario Sunshine, uh, Super Mario, uh, no, sorry, um, right. Mario Kart 64, uh, you know, all, all these other runs, running games that he does. Um, afterwards, he was playing Kirby's Air Ride and was just talking with the people in chat and just having a good time and being absolutely ridiculous and having way too much fun with his green screen. He got, he got some new, he, after he made the switch to full-time, he got some new toys for the stream, like the green screen. He got, I think he got a new... Uh, new monitor, new headphones, new microphone, so actually. He put some resources into the stream because he, he, it's not just because he wants like toys to play around with. It's actually to make the stream better. Right. Um, Makes sense. So yeah, yesterday was the 
and figuring out how to work all of my new stuff. So he was fucking around with stuff a lot, and it was very funny, and he kind of lost it a little bit. He yeah. was entirely too silly. Well, when he figured out how to, that he could resize his own picture and just like drag it around the screen, it was really amazing. <laughs> he was very funny. Um, but part of what he talked about was he had a 90s nostalgia moment where he just was asking everyone's like, okay, list anything and everything that you can think of that was amazing from the 90s because he's our age. He's, right. you know, mid-20s. Yeah, he's, he's a little younger, I think, than I am. Yes, um, just a couple of years. Um, and it was just really entertaining to watch everyone list all the stuff that they could think of from the 90s, and a lot of it was actually Nickelodeon stuff yeah. just because... Well, that, that's what people fall back on almost immediately. Right, so... before Disney really did their thing. It's true, although Johnny Tsunami. I liked it. Disney Channel original movies. Awesome stuff. So I just wanted to, on kind of piggybacking off of that and piggybacking off of Surge, what were some of like the big 90s nostalgia stuff that you guys had? For me, it was definitely a lot of Nickelodeon stuff because that's exactly what I watched. So, Guts. Yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. Guts, Rugrats, uh, Doug was a really, really big one for me. Um, salute your shorts. Yeah, I wasn't hey, into Hey, yeah. dude. They, uh, I always get those two like they're in my mind together because they they were back to back always. Hey, yeah. Dude, mm-hmm. And then there was like Pete and Pete. And the only live action. Dude, Pete and Pete. Pete and Pete. Yeah. Pete and Pete was even better. Yeah, actually. So this was around the Wonder Years. What was the one well? where they? Mm, had that was after the, Wonder Years. Was it? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was around the same time though. It was the contest, like where they had a. Like they did running, it was almost like gladiators, but for kids. Uh, guts, mean, global, yeah, guts. global guts. Was it guts? Yeah. yeah. You mean the aggro keg and stuff like that? Yeah. Or, yeah, that's guts. I was gonna say, or did you mean legends of the hidden temple? No, legends of the hidden temple was gonna be my next yeah, one. Yeah. No guts, mean, global guts. guts. Uh, there was also uh, double dare. Double dare. Family double dare. That was, that was fun. Yeah. That was nice. There it was. It was popcorn. Yeah. It wasn't actually Nickelodeon as much for me. It was gargoyles. Gargoyles. Gar- gargoyles is, is huge. That was channel thirty-eight. That was. Yeah, it was 36 and 38. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 36 was Nick, 38 was Fox, 51 was Disney, 58 was Comedy Central, and 61 was Cartoon Network. Network. Things are useless. 34 was Discovery Channel, 21 was ESPN, and 22 was ESPN. We had basic cable. And 20 was TBS. This is true, yeah. TGIF? No. TBS. I know, but that's something from the 90s, TGIF. Yes. UPN. With a full house. Oh, and all that, so. Star Trek. Yeah. Star Voyager. Trek Voyager. 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 <laughs> uh, new, but yes. Uh, <laughs> new. Captain Janeway, okay? She was awesome. Yeah. Captain Janeway. Best Janeway NA. Are there other Janeways? I don't know. Probably. In the NA? I don't know. <laughs> In the NA? But uh, I, I think we had a. There was because that was our formative years, that's what we tend to fall back on. And it kind of pains me to realize that kids in, you know, 15 years are going to be thinking about what was going on in, you know, the mid-2000s. No, Netflix will always keep the 90s current. Like, I I know for a fact that there are some, like, a lot of teenagers nowadays who are into 90s cartoons. And that's because I think back then those were the best ones. I think that uh, I think every generation thinks that. But it's usually true. you are gonna see. What's gonna be nice is 
just like currently we have 80s revival as far as like TV shows and mm-hmm. like them Boy Meets World is coming back and that was only in 90s. Wait, well, no, I'm saying now we're starting to get the 90s revival stuff. I suppose, yeah. The 90s stuff, which I know reboots can go, you know, poorly. Yeah. But sometimes they're really cool. I was going to say, it is our generation take, you know, taking power of, well, that's the, why of the network. Yeah. So, yeah. so you're going to see, I think, a lot more 90s stuff start coming back. And it could be fun. It's always fun to revisit those, and especially if they... But there's job. there's sometimes you, you you come to the realization that it ended for a reason. Well, yeah, that's, yeah. Why, I'm, that's why I'm okay with reboots, because I feel like with a reboot, they can try to breathe new life into it, instead yeah. of being like, hey, let's watch all the or old episodes like, of this TV or show. Or new stuff in the spirit of. Yes, like, exactly. That's fine, which is, which is why I think... Branching like, off. and Meets World is fine, because it's not... Trying to it's be not, the same thing. Yeah, it's not, you know, this little kid, you know, a, a boy with his family. Being, right. It's okay, and we, continuing so, on. So we've talked about this before in terms right. of what we would bring back. Yeah. But in terms of what you hope to never, ever see again, mm. what is something that you hope you would never, ever actually have come back from the 90s? Slap bracelets? Yeah, it's not shows or anything like that. It's it's toys. But I think it's neon clothing. It's it's hogs or crazy bones. Ba- basically anything that's lo- that doesn't have any utility. I don't want reboot. That f- I don't want reboot. I, I want reboot done right, which I don't think will happen. I don't want it. <laughs> I think I, I could do it. So all right. Well, I think we're going to disagree on that front, and we're going to leave it there. Uh, I want to thank you guys for joining me, as always, this week, and I think that we're running out of things to talk about tonight. I mean, oh, mm, uh, mm. GG. The windbreakers. Wind, wind yeah, the, the neon windbreaker. Yeah. Which it, just just say the words. Wait, let's, it's one word twice. Fine, just say it. It's actually just two letters. God damn well, both if, of if you. If you phoneticize it, it's words. Agree. Like DGs. Except GGs. GGs. Kill me. <laughs> but no, you're supposed to stay alive. Like the DGs. <laughs>